0: Hello everyone, my name is Byron Howell and this is the Byron Howell Ministries podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today and I know we are gonna have an awesome discussion and this is gonna bless you. Uh, Let me just start by saying that I know I haven't posted a while. I hope you have all been well. We've been well at our house. I've been really trying to focus on God and his plan for my life. I wanna make sure that what I'm doing is what he wants me to do. So I've been spending more time in personal Bible study and prayer. And I know that as I seek his will, he will reveal it to me by his Holy Spirit. And I know that is true for all of you as well. This morning, as I sat down to read the Bible, I started thinking about this concept of succeeding in difficult situations. And I felt like I should do this teaching. And maybe it's just for one or a few people out there. But if so, that's it. That's okay. And it's all worth it. And I I really know that this is just going to be helpful. And I think you should keep this in mind and as a resource, you know, cause you can come back to this anytime. And this is, um, honestly, this is just good information that'll last a lifetime, praise the Lord. You know, in case you don't know me, I'm almost 43 years old, that's depressing. I have a wife and two daughters. I'm a real estate lawyer. I have a house with a mortgage. And generally I have a traditional family man, suburban type existence. But in my life, I've been through a number of battles, some of them significant. But I can also say that I'm seeing victory in every area of my life, and I can see God's blessings in every area of my life. Now, let me just assure you that I'm not trying to boast. Without God, I would literally be dead. There's no doubt in my mind. I can tell you a number of stories about God's protection when I was doing stupid things earlier in life. And I know that God has protected me all of these years. And I can also say that without God, even if I was miraculously still alive, Every area of my life would be a total mess. And if I'm succeeding in my life, if I'm seeing good in any area of my life, it's only because of God. It's only because I live by the word of God and I try to do things according to God's directions for every area of my life. And it was 20 years ago this coming May that I fully dedicated my life to God. And I know that I should be farther along than I am. I know that I should be doing better than I am. But I can also say that I've seen God's involvement in every area of my life. And I've seen God's directions and systems produce positive results in every area of my life. And sometimes we can look at our lives and we see a whole bunch of difficult situations. Any of us, if we wanted to look at our lives with a very critical eye, could probably do that. Marriage can be hard. Work can be hard. Parenting can be hard. Virtually every area of our lives can be hard by itself. But how you are doing in each area largely depends on the choices you've made combined with your environment and circumstances. But you can succeed in every area of your life. My friends, you can succeed in every area of your life. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how hard it feels. I don't care how impossible that sounds. You can begin winning in every situation with God's help. And today I'm going to show you how to do it. Now, look, it's not going to happen overnight. There'll be some patience. There'll be some effort. But if you do what I'm telling you to do in this podcast, you can begin succeeding in every situation of your life because of God's help and involvement. Now, the first thing you need to do for every situation is get saved through faith in Jesus Christ. I'm not going to spend a long time on this, but if you're not saved, if you're not a child of God through faith in Jesus, then you just need to get saved right now. To truly succeed in life, it is absolutely essential that you get born again as one of God's children and that you fully come into God's grace and blessings. And that only happens when you become a Christian. A lot of people don't believe that. So what? It's still the truth. So if you don't know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you're a Christian, that if you died right now, you would go to heaven, then repeat this prayer out loud with me right now. Father God, Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. Thank you that he paid the price for my sins. I believe you raised him up on the third day. I believe Jesus now reigns with you in heaven. I confess and declare that Jesus is the Lord of my life. I repent of my sins. Please fill and baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Please lead me into your plan for my life. In Jesus' name I pray amen. My friends, if you prayed that prayer, if you are already born again, then according to Galatians 3.26, you are now a child of God. According to 2 Corinthians 5.21, you are righteous with God's own righteousness. According to 2 Corinthians one twenty, all of God's promises belong to you. According to Colossians 1.13, you are delivered from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God. And according to Ephesians 1.3, you are blessed with every blessing God has to give. Now I could go on and on, but I hope you agree that those five verses are pretty powerful and they are the absolute foundation for you, to, for your ability to succeed in every area of your life and in every difficult situation. Look, there are a lot of reasons we have difficulties in life. The devil is out there and he hates everyone. He's trying to destroy the world with hate and sickness and poverty and war. And he would kill all of us right now, instantly, if he could. But his power and influence is limited to a certain degree. Thank God. Now, some of our difficulties are just because of this fallen world. There are sicknesses and diseases and germs out there. Our bodies, while they are amazing, are relatively fragile and we can get hurt or sick We're also fragile emotionally and we go through life and we get hurt or sad or depressed and those negative emotions will hold us back. And I realize most people would not know this, but I would say negative emotions are personally my number one problem. I've got a lot of mental systems in place now to deal with that and I'm still working on it. But there are all sorts of difficulties and situations and things out there that can cause cause us problems, hold us back from the life that God wants us to have. But you are God's child now. You are righteous in the eyes of God now. You are no longer under the devil's power. You have all of God's blessings, and you have all of God's promises, and the days of your struggle and your toil without success should be over. And if you do things God's way, they will be over. Now, the first thing you need to understand if you want to deal with a problematic situation is that you need to give it some time and focus, now, I know that probably sounds obvious, but how many of us have just allowed a difficult situation to continue because it's easier to let it go than it is to truly attack it head on? I know that I've done that sometimes for years, but no more. But if you won't give your att- your situation any time or effort, look, maybe it'll get better on it, uh, on its own, but it probably won't. So if you want to deal with it, you have to give it some time. Now, once you've decided to go after it, to attack it, to give it some time, the next thing you do, or really the first thing, is you pray about it. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Now look, may- maybe some of you heard thought, as I've thought, as I've been there, I'm not coming down about you, pray about it. Oh, well, that's some great revelation, Byron. Pray about it. Well, look, just listen, all right? Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, "'Don't worry about anything. "'Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. My friends, this verse has absolutely become an essential part of my life. I can tell you this is absolutely part of, you know, my daily mental framework now. I mean, and it's working for me and it will work for you. We must stop worrying You need to develop a mental reflex that anytime you start worrying, you immediately start praying. To put it another way, worry should trigger prayer. Just do it. If you start worrying, start praying. And as an example, I use this at work all the time. As a real estate lawyer, I work on relatively sophisticated commercial real estate transactions. Basically, I work for a couple of large private funds. And on all of our transactions, we have checklists. Checklist, checklist, checklist. Everybody's got a checklist. I've got a checklist. The lenders have a checklist. Everybody else has a stupid checklist. And generally speaking, if something on somebody's checklist isn't done, the deal won't close. And my job, look, you know, I could, I could you know, use all sorts of ways to describe my job. But at the end of the day, my job is to make sure everybody else's checklist is done Uh, because, you know, my client wants to close. They put these deals together and tell me to help it get closed, and so that's my job. And as I'm sure you can imagine, that can be very stress-inducing. A lot of these checklists are by other lawyers, and you know some of them don't necessarily feel uh, as interested in getting those checklists done as I do. So we're dealing with a lot of lawyers, we're dealing with a lot of tough people, and again, this can be stressful. And many times I'll start worrying about problematic checklist items, and that's when I just need to pray. I talk to God about what's going on. I ask for his help. If I sense there's some spiritual situation, yeah, that does happen. You better believe, you know, some people don't really want to play ball because of personal things they got going on or because they're just a jerk or whatever. You know, who knows? But if I sense something spiritual, some really bizarre thing going on, somebody not acting right, I'll pray about that. Believe me, I'll pray for them. Uh, you know, if it's demonic, I'll come against them. You better believe all these things are applicable to every aspect of our life. But I'll pray for favor with the other people involved, and I'll ask for help. But, you know, I just pray as the Holy Spirit leads me to pray as I sense his leading and his revelation about even these work situations. But, you know, the first thing that happens, this is so amazing, is that that Philippians verse, just as it promises, I start to experience God's peace. The worry just starts leaving. The peace comes on. I feel better about it. I know God is helping me. I mean, man, I just can't even tell you how many how many times God's helped me on some of these deals. I mean, we've closed a lot of deals over the years and man, God has been personally involved in a whole bunch, even if nobody else knows, but I'm here. I'm in the deal and I'm bringing God in. Anyway, God gives me ideas or directions or, you know, how to handle something. And lots of times he calms me down He corrects my attitude. He tells me where I've been wrong, tells me to adjust my focus and just tells me what to do to see these deals close. And, uh, you know, and I can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt, this is how you should start dealing with any difficult situation just start praying arrest your mind arrest the thoughts stop the worry give it over to God and start praying and you just can't skip this step and trust God and listen for whatever he may say or reveal to you or how he leads your heart as we're going to talk about more you know, those are that's a key issue, key step to be tuned in to God's frequency at all times, but uh, definitely when you're praying about a specific thing. Now, the next thing you want to do is go to God's Word. And look, I don't care if you got saved a few minutes ago in our prayer if you've been saved for 50 years. If you have a difficult situation and you're ready to give it time, then you need to go to God's Word. And I guarantee you, Going to the Word of God regarding your situation is going to bless you. Maybe you've read every single even tangentially relevant verse a thousand times. The Word of God's still going to bless you. You're still going to see something you've never seen before. You're still going to understand something you've, you know in a new way, you've never understood it before. Then' even writing this podcast episode where I'm you know, writing things that I've written before and talking about things I've talked about before. You know, I'm just seeing it more clearly and the Lord's just opening up these issues to me more clearly. You know, it's that that's what happens when you spend time in the word of God. That's what happens when you spend time in prayer. You know, he just he he helps you grow and opens your heart and your mind to his spirit and you just get understanding. Anyway, you know, something good's going to happen. Probably the Holy Spirit's gonna lead you or direct you or reveal something to you. Psalms 119, 130 says, the entrance of thy word gives light. It gives understanding unto the simple. I tell you what, you need to get that verse and ingrain it into the bedrock of your mind. That when you have a situation, you need light. You need God. And the word of God for your situation is one of the, Quickest and easiest ways to get the light of God into whatever situation you must you may be going through. John 1 1 tells us that God and His Word are one. When you are in the presence of the Bible, you are in the presence of God. But that's only true in any type of practical sense when your Bible is open and you are reading it. The Word of God for your difficult situation is going to primarily do three things. First, it's going to show you God's will for your situation, at least generally. Second, it's going to show you how you should be acting in your situation. And third, it's going to show you what God's promises are for your situation. See, think how quickly your mind is going to get renovated according to God's word when you start looking up these verses for your situation. You know, maybe you have a problem with your kids. You go to the word of God, you read the verses about parents and children. Just use Google or some other search engine or Bible search software. If you need help finding the verses, I use eSword and it's free and it's amazing. And I've been using it for years. Just search the verses and read read them. Now, if you don't want to do what the Bible says, that's up to you and good luck. But if you continue to act contrary to God's principles, you cannot expect God's promises to work in your life. And I'm going to talk about this at some length today.
1: But, you know, that's
0: like eating McDonald's every day while praying to lose weight. God has all sorts of promises in the Bible for your health. But deliberately taking actions to hurt your situation will absolutely hinder the flow of God's power for your situation. Now, let's understand this concept briefly because it's really important. And and this part of our discussion today may really help you, may really bring some understanding into your life. When you start developing your faith in God's word and living in line with God's word, supernatural power flows out of the spiritual realm to begin changing your situation in the natural realm. Now, I know that's a huge and very loaded statement, but for today, just trust me, and I'm going to say it again. When you start developing your faith in God's word and living in line with God's word, supernatural power flows out of the spiritual realm to begin changing your situation in the natural realm. You must understand that God's power is flowing from the spiritual realm into the natural realm to change physical reality. That is fundamentally how prayer works. You are tapping in for the power of God to flow into your life and change something. My friends, this is how it works and in the vast majority of circumstances, here's another key to remember, it does not happen immediately. You you just have to get comfortable with this, my friends. It's not going to happen immediately. Your negative situation didn't develop in an instant and it's not going to be fixed in an instant. But Mark 4, the parables of the sower, basically explains this concept, but most people don't live by this. They expect instant. And look, I like instant too, but that's not what the word of God teaches us. Even remember, just as a quick side note, remember when God brought the Israelites into the promised land, he said, look, I'm not going to drive out these nations immediately. I'm going to drive them out over time, little by little. Look, that's just kind of a side example but but this is how God does things in our lives. We go from glory to glory. We start where we are and we increase over time, gradually. But if you really spend time in the parable of the sower, which uh, definitely shows up a few times in the Bible, but I'm focusing on Mark 4, you know, it explains this concept. The word of God is sown as a seed. Peter calls it the incorruptible seed. And just as a seed in the natural takes time to produce, the seed of God's word also takes time to produce. Now, very, very interesting. The seed of God's word is a spiritual seed, but we sow that spiritual seed into our heart and into our situations, and it produces a natural harvest. Fascinating. But that's fundamentally the way the power flow works. God's power is flowing into our natural situations. And this is also the way the word of God is producing in our life. It's over time, gradually producing the physical manifestation of God's will for our life. And look, I hear it too. This is a bit complicated and you know, it may sound crazy to religious ears, but my friends, this is how it works. And when you realize this, that that this is how you take God's word, sow it as a seed into your life, and then patiently stand in faith while that seed grows, you will have your manifestation. This concept alone can radically change your life and you can start seeing answered prayers in every area of your life. Let's keep going. As you have prayed, and as you are studying and believing God's word, that power is flowing. But you can absolutely engage in negative actions that hinder the power. And I know some people might not believe that, but it's still true. Right now, for example, God's power is flowing into my children's hearts to improve our relationship. We have a good relationship, but I want better. I know God's power is flowing because I have faith in God's Word and His promises for those relationships, and I've prayed about it. To put it another way, I have sowed the seed of God's Word into that situation, and that seed is growing up to produce a mighty harvest in my life. But if I'm mean to my children, or if I don't engage with them, or if I do other negative things in those relationships, then the negative effects on their hearts and minds is going to work against the power of God. My negative actions in the natural realm will oppose what God's power is doing and positive change will be hindered if not stopped completely. Remember the parable of the sower. There are different circumstances that can cause the seed of God's word not to produce. And that's what we must avoid. We have to protect that seed. We, we want change in the natural realm and in our lives. And God's power is working over time to produce that change. But if I'm making things worse, or if I'm fighting against what I'm praying for, I will not see the answer to my prayers. And that's, that's sad, but true. And this is why, this is another reason why, while you are praying and while you are studying God's word for your situation, it is so essential to be open to God's directions. Remember, what Mary told the servants at the wedding when they needed more wine, whatever he tells you to do, do it. That must become a key part of your personal operating system. Whatever God tells you to do, you do You will probably see some of his directions in his word, and you will probably feel some of his directions in your heart. He will show you where you haven't treated people correctly. He will show you where you've made mistakes along the way. He will show you corrective action to take. I've been there countless times, and these corrective actions, they may not be easy. They may involve work or apologies or time or other things you just don't want to do but those corrective actions that god tells you to take are extremely extremely important remember that god's power is flowing into the natural realm and gradually producing change for your situation when you get a direction from god for a specific action that's going to act like a key to unlock a door for your breakthrough or it's going to act like a power boost for god's power flow fundamentally God's power flows based on your faith remember how many times Jesus said according to your faith be it unto you or something similar and when you take the right actions in line with your faith it's like a power boost for the manifestation of your answered prayer look yeah again you don't have to believe me and I know some of this is heresy to religious ears and people that believe that God just controls everything but I don't care this is the truth, I'm living it, and you can live it too. You are going to take the Word of God, study it, meditate it, speak it, pray it into your situation. And as you are opening your heart to the Lord in that process, the Lord is going to give you directions. You know, you know what direction I hear as, as, as often as any other, just keep your mouth shut, <laughs> that's a, I get that one a lot, but anyway, this is just an example, right, just shut up, and let me work, trust that the power is flowing, trust that your prayer has been answered, anyway, I get a lot of other directions, go apologize, go say you're sorry, T- you know, chill out a little bit, anyway, all sorts of stuff, but as you open your heart, to God's directions through your time in prayer, through your time in the word. He's going to bring you those directions, and they are a key element of this process. So again, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to pray about it. Anytime you're tempted to worry about anything, that's a signal to prayer. Create that mental pathway in your mind and then you're going to cast those cares on God, just like the Bible tells us to do in 1 Peter 5 through 7. Then you're going to God's Word. You're going to find the relevant verses. You're going to take notes on how you should act, and you're going to start living correctly. Uh, You're going to also take notes on God's will and God's promises. I mean, the Word of God shows you what He wants for your life, shows you that He wants you to Prosper in your body, in your relationships, in your business—that you would have a happy and a abundant life, just how Jesus promised in John ten ten, and I believe it's third John verse two. Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, I and mean, that's a God's will for your life. And you're going to pay attention to these specific directions. Now, look—the last thing we must discuss is standing in faith, and this is one of the most difficult concepts in life. It's like loving those who hurt you, giving when you already feel short, and these other processes that God gives us that go against human nature. This one uh, involves trusting God's word over our physical senses. Not necessarily easy to do when you start out, but it is a key process to seeing the supernatural in your life, to seeing answers to prayer in your life. Look, understanding faith And standing in faith is essential to begin seeing victory in every one of your situations. And I'm going to read you two passages to set up this discussion. Look, we could write a whole book on this, but if you just understand this basic concept I'm going to describe and start applying it, just childlike faith, right? Childlike faith. Children can operate in in godly biblical faith, they don't have all the belief and the contrary thoughts and the, you know, they haven't heard all the people doubting God, spewing their blasphemies, right? So it's, it's a childlike faith. We need to keep that concept in mind as we study faith in general. Hebrews 11.1, 1, this is the Amplified Translation. And I'm reading this translation because it really does a great job of explaining this verse. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation of the... T- or the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Now, Jesus in Mark eleven twenty three to 24, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatever he saith therefore i say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them now i think the best way i can to start this discussion is with a brief story one day my younger daughter was having an absolutely terrible attitude it was so bizarre and unprovoked that it almost felt spiritual, like it was some negative spirit attacking her or something like that. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was totally uncalled for and it needed to be dealt with. Of course, I could have yelled at her and I was tempted to do that, but that, she would have just cried and that wouldn't have helped anything. So I prayed for her out loud, vocally and boldly right there in the public's parking lot. I rebuked any unclean spirit trying to afflict her and I prayed that God's spirit would help her. Now here's the key. At this moment, God reminded me just to stay in faith and give it a few minutes. Be patient. So I didn't say anything else. And we walked into Publix. We didn't really speak in Publix or on the drive home, but I kept staying in faith. Thank you, Father God. You heard my prayer. My prayer is answered in Jesus name. I believed my prayer at work and she was fine. And I don't remember exactly what she said when we got home, but it was like the previous events never happened. You know, went back to being a happy little girl. Her mood was totally corrected and everything was fine. Praise the Lord. Now, believe me, I know kids can have big mood swings and be temperamental. While I know my prayer worked at that time, the point of this story is not to emphasize this particular miracle, but rather I want to emphasize the idea of standing in faith with patience. Your job is to speak directly to the mountains of in your life. Mountain of debt, in Jesus' name, I command you to be removed from my life. Negative attitude on my teenager, in Jesus' name, I command you to be removed. Bad relationship with my boss at work, in Jesus' name, I command you to be removed. You must speak to the mountain. You must speak to the mountain. You do not talk to God about your mountains. You talk to your mountains about God. That is an essential paradigm in prayer. Because it's all about your authority and your power that you've been given as a blessed and righteous child of God. You have got to speak directly to your situation. Then you go on from there as God leads you. Holy Spirit, help me with my kids, my job, my marriage, whatever. God, help me to find the right verses so I can stand in faith for this situation according to your will. And let your will be done in my life. So on and so forth. And then, While you're waiting for the mountain to move, you must believe that it has already moved. You see, I didn't, I couldn't see that everything was fine with my kid. I couldn't see that, that, you know, the situation was restored and dealt with. But I have to stand in faith that it's done. And I know I've talked about this before, and I know it sounds crazy, but this is how it works. You believe that it's done the moment you pray. You can't see it. You can't feel it. Your boss still acts like a jerk. Your kid is still acting crazy, but you believe that it's done and you listen for any more specific directions. This is standing in faith with patience. Let me just give you a quick example that I've kind of been thinking about lately. Remember when Jesus healed the 10 lepers and he sent them off and one came back? Jesus said to him, this is a fascinating statement. Jesus said to him, were there not 10 healed? You know Why are only one of you back here to say thank you? The point I'm making here is Jesus knew all 10 of them were healed. He only saw one actually standing in his presence healed and restored. But he knew all 10 of them had been perfectly healed. And that's the way we see him operating. Total faith total conviction. He doesn't need to see the manifestation. He knows that it's done. You see, that's how biblical faith worked. Your eyes may say it didn't work. Your ears tell you nothing has happened. But because of God's word, you know that it's done. You know the seed has been planted. God's power is flowing to the natural realm for you. And eventually, you will see the answer to prayer that has already been released in the spiritual realm. Remember that in Hebrews 11.1, 1, we saw that faith is the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. We read that faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. In the spiritual realm, the thing is done and God's power is flowing. As far as God is concerned, the thing is done. That's how we can rest in faith. We know it's done. Spiritual reality based on God's word needs to become more real to us than what we can see with our natural senses. And as we are in faith, that keeps the supernatural power flowing into the natural realm to change our circumstances. It probably won't happen immediately, but it will happen. Just believe and don't doubt. And remember, don't just try to use this process for some material lust or something sinful. That's not going to work. You need to use your faith based on God's will for your life as revealed to you by God's word or God's spirit. This process works when you are using it to obtain God's will for your life, not when you are using it to uh, for your carnal will or or you know, some lustful desire. People have tried that. That doesn't work. And then then you get a bunch of people saying that this isn't really how it works, when in fact they just weren't using it correctly, or they weren't standing in faith. I mean, look, we've all been there. You pray, you don't see an immediate result, and you don't think it worked, but that's not what the Bible teaches, right? Yes, yes, we see a lot of instantaneous miracles in the Bible. Yes, we see a lot of instantaneous healings in the miracles of Jesus, but We have to understand, I mean, first of all, Jesus's faith was, I mean, you know, perfect. It was perfect. That's the right word for it, right? But we also have to understand that the Bible really talks about gradual manifestation, gradual growth of the word of God producing in our lives so that we can see that harvest of the incorruptible seed. That's really the picture the word of God paints in in the prayer process, growth. Maturity, harvest, manifestation, these things can take time and we need to be prepared for that. We need to be prepared to stand in faith. There's nothing wrong with using faith for material possessions. I just want to make that clear but you wanna make sure you're doing it in line with God's will. You know, feeling a Holy Spirit assurance that the material thing is something God wants for your life. I mean, look, I believe it's Deuteronomy 28. There's a long list of material and physical things that God wants for your life. Uh, look at, uh, I believe it's Matthew 6, You know, God promises you clothing, shelter, food. You know, I mean, look, the Bible's crystal clear. He wants good things for you in every aspect of your life. But what I'm telling you is, you know, when you go to use your faith process, you really want to spend time with God and in his word and really make sure that, that you're praying in line with his will for your life. That's really going to help you. For example, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that healing is God's will for every single person on the planet, for every single situation or thing that's afflicted their body. If, if you're not, if you don't know that, Then I suggest you read my book on healing, which I'm going to mention in a moment. But because of that, my faith for their healing is rock solid. I know God's will. And that will apply to any situation where you're coming before God. Similarly, your relationship with your children. It is absolutely beyond the shadow of any doubt, beyond whatever some naysayer might say. It is God's will for you to have a loving and wonderful relationship with your children, just like it's God's will for you to have a loving and wonderful relationship with your father, God. And so when you're praying about the kids, when you're standing in faith, you can be absolutely assured that that's God's will for your life. Now, look, I know this might be complicated. And if you want more teachings on faith, I have a lot of podcast episodes about it. And my book, Understanding and Receiving Divine Healing, which is available on Amazon, goes into significant detail on the subject. Remember this process. Don't worry. Pray. Study God's word. Do what it says and do anything God tells you to do. Speak to your mountains and stand in faith that it's done. God's power is flowing and you will see your answered prayer. One last point I want to make is about writing out a confession. This is a great, great thing to do when you have a tough situation. Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing God's word. For every situation in your life, you should develop a statement of declarations and beliefs based specifically on God's word. Now, that can be both the written word and anything you know that God has spoken directly to you. I don't think there's anything wrong with making a confession or declaration based on that. But you then speak that confession of God's word and believe it. Look, just start doing this and you'll see the internal and external benefits as you begin speaking God's word over your life and over your situation. I've reproduced uh, on the written version of this message, my confession regarding my children. I've also posted that on Facebook before. Uh, If you're listening to this on the podcast, just go to byronhowell.com forward slash blog and go to the title of this message, Succeeding in Difficult Situations, and you'll see, you know, I've got like 15 verses over my kids and my relationship with my kids. You can use, you can use that confession, and I know that'll really bless you. Now, look, just in closing, I don't ever wanna suggest that that I'm perfect or or that I've arrived or every aspect of my life is perfect. No, that I wouldn't suggest that at all. But what I am suggesting is, I, I had a lot of problems. I had a lot of problems in every area of my life, Uh, you know, especially thinking problems and attitude problems, emotional problems, things like that. But then, you know, all sorts of other issues. And we've also suffered, you know, external factors and job loss and, you know, health issues and things like that. But what I can tell you is today, through using the systems that God's word gives us, especially faith in his promises, confession of the word of God, especially, you know, prayer and involving God in all of these situations. We're seeing God's results and God's blessings in every area of our life. And you know, one of my favorite things about God and his will and these blessings is that they are universally applicable. God doesn't want victory for me and and failure for you. That's blasphemy and I hate it When I hear people preach or teach that or even suggest that, no, God wants victory for you every bit as much as he wants victory for me or anybody else. And the blessings and systems of God will produce in your life exactly the same as they will produce for anybody else. You are God's beloved child and you can use the system I've described here today to succeed in every area of your life. Please feel free to share this podcast with anyone. If you or anybody else wants to be added to my email list so you get these links emailed to you, just let me know. If I can ever pray, share verses with you, stand in faith with you for something, just let me know and I'm happy to do it. Thank you for spending this time with me. I love you and God bless you.